Welcome to Season 2 of Diversity Dialogue, Cub Edition Podcast, brought to you by the Office of Diversity and Inclusion at the University of Detroit Jesuit High School and Academy. I'm Dr. Denise Williams-Mallet, the Director of the Office of Diversity and Inclusion and Diversity Union Club Moderator. The Office of Diversity and Inclusion is so proud to offer programs that will help harness the ideas and voices of our young men to champion change. This podcast is designed to give voice to a generation that wants to transform the world. The student-led podcast offers a platform for fresh ideas, collaborations, and dialogue. Each episode will be hosted by the show's host, Diversity Union President, Jacob Manastra, Class of 2022. Jacob will give the leaders of our student organizations, our students, parents, and alumni an opportunity to address, explore, and voice their perspective on today's diversity, inclusion, and belonging topics during the podcast. I am so proud and excited to present to you the host of Diversity Dialogue, Cub Edition, University of Detroit Jesuits' very own Jacob Manastra. Good afternoon, Coach Lewis. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's great to be here, Jacob. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you back here. It's the first interview we've done since uh, since the first semester. So yeah. Um, so just um, just to start things off, maybe give you give a brief background, you know, of who you are, you know, what you're doing at U of D, and uh, also you are the football coach. So you know, you know, a bit of the history with football on you. Yeah. Uh, well, first, thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm excited to be a part of this and honored to uh, to be a guest in this podcast. Um, yeah, my background, you know, I, I grew up, I'm a Catholic school guy, you know, I went to Catholic school my whole life, um, until college when I went to the University of Michigan, um, and that's really where my, my coaching career started. I started there as a student assistant coach, uh, worked there with Lloyd Carr for a couple of years and also with Rich Rodriguez when he was the head coach at, at Michigan. Um, yeah, and then immediately... Uh, after graduating from Michigan, I, I started teaching at another Catholic high school. I coached there for, for seven years. Um, then I spent two years out at Saline High School okay. um, before coming here to U of D to be the, uh, the head football coach. And I just finished my fourth year. I'll be going into my fifth year as the head football coach and a phys ed teacher here at the school. Nice. So uh, what brought you from you said Saline to U of D? Yeah, uh, I was at Celine, and um, this opportunity opened up at U of D. And, and like I said, I've always had a draw to the Catholic League. You know, I'm a Catholic League guy, and and when I was at Celine, I was an assistant coach, and this was an opportunity to be a head coach, which is something I wanted. Um, so I, I I applied, and uh, here I am. Yeah. Uh, excuse me one second. Alrighty, so. I like to ask this to everybody before we get started, uh, before we get really deep into this, but um, a lot of people you know, either come from U of D you know, itself or from another Catholic school, and you know, Catholic schools often have this, uh, you know, this reputation for being very, very centralized around a certain set of beliefs, and for the Jesuits anyways, diversity is a big part of that, not only diversity but inclusion. 
So I just want to ask you, what, what was your experience you know, growing up in a, in a Catholic school with diversity and not also maybe at U of M and how that maybe compared or contrasted to your Catholic experience? Yeah, um, being honest, my grade school and high school life was not very diverse. You know, it was mostly people like me, yeah. similar beliefs, similar backgrounds. Um, and it really wasn't until college where I really saw um, diversity, yeah. you know, where I had, you know, roommates and lived with people and interacted with a lot of people who were, were very different than me. Yeah. And it was a profound experience. You know, it was, to, I think you get so locked in to your view of the world when you don't, when you don't know anything else. Yeah. Right? You don't know something different. And then you go to a college or school like Michigan, a big, a large liberal school, oh, yeah. um, where you see a lot of stuff, you yeah. know, a lot of a lot of new stuff. And yeah, uh, to me, it was it was uh, a, a lifetime experience for me, you know, just to be able to go through that and um, you know learn learn different things about different people and different things that are in the world. So I mean, I had a great upbringing. I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I, I loved my childhood, but yeah. that was certainly a part that for me was, was missing a little bit, you know, and I really, when I got to college, I really tried to immerse myself in, you know, the different people and cultures and, you know, all those, all those things that make up a good diverse background. And, um, I just, I just found myself wanting to know more, you know, yeah. wanting to know more about uh, different people. And, um, you know, luckily my experiences there gave me an opportunity to do that. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, what was, is there anything that really stood out to you that contrasts like a very, you know, a very strong initial reaction to something that was just so you know, out of left field that you've never experienced before? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I remember um, seeing a guy standing on the corner, you know, preaching about religion and Jesus <laughs> yeah. and the Savior and stuff. And to yeah. me, you know, I was very Catholic, conservative, you know, quiet during Mass, oh, yeah. you know, fold your hands, say amen, you know, and then to see this and this guy on a corner and, you know, dressed a little bit raggedy and screaming about blood and Jesus and, you know, that was like, what, you know, what's going on here? What is this? You know, oh, yeah. and um, so that, that was an experience. Um, but, it, you know, as you go through five years at at U of M, like I did, you know, you start to see that stuff and talk to people and become more uh, understanding of where those people are coming um, coming from as well. Yeah, I think you know, with diversity, it's a it's a it's a very big overarching theme that we see. But a lot of times, you know, you go in, you experience a lot of diversity, and you come out a completely different person, or at least slightly different person. Uh, for you, what was one big change that you saw in yourself when you reflected and you look back at your time in you know U of M? What was you know one thing that you know biggest difference beginning and end? I think the biggest thing for me is noticing the differences. Mm. You know, I think you know, a lot of times growing up I would just, you know, people are people, you know, and then, but, but, but people have di are differences, you know, and, and the diverse things about each of us is what makes us unique and mm. trying to understand like, hey, you know, these different backgrounds and these different experiences that these people had, or maybe a social, socioeconomic, or whatever it is, yeah. um, you know, it's important part of who those people are. You know, yeah. just like my background is an important part of who I am, theirs is an important part of uh, who they are. You know, so so really, uh, the biggest difference to me was was realizing that and wanting to know more about those differences and acknowledging those differences and um, making those a part of the relationships that I was building with 
the people around you. Yeah, and when you're in a leadership position like you are, you know, with football, you know, I think a lot of times diversity is one of the most important things, and recognizing diversity and capitalizing off that, because, you know, diversity is a good thing, I think, most of the time. Uh, and that's, I think, especially when you're trying to build, like, a communal group, like it's sports or it's something else, I think diversity can oftentimes be seen as something to value around. So, you know, whether it's in the locker room or out of it, how have you seen diversity play a role in football, both as a player and as a coach? Yeah, diversity is, I mean, especially in the locker room, right? I mean, you have, you know, people from all different backgrounds, sizes, you know, uh, races, ethnicities. I mean, if you get in the locker room, and everybody's usually there for a common goal, yeah. but they're all from these different, uh, different backgrounds. And I think that's really what makes football special, mm-hmm. you know, is that people can come together, rally around a common goal, and uh, it doesn't matter, you know, where you came from or what, everyone's trying to win that championship, yeah. you know? And I think, you know, when I look at, for, for me, you know, coaching, teaching is about relationships. Mm-hmm. And to really know another person you know you gotta you gotta know them you gotta know their backgrounds you gotta you gotta talk to them about who they are and what makes them tick and their race ethnicity religion you know so whatever it is the diversity that makes them who they are um is important part of that so if i'm in the relationship business you know building those relationships is part of acknowledging those differences and, and wanting to know more about them and how they make how they impact uh, the kids that I teach, the kids that I coach, yeah. um, to truly know them, you yeah. know, to truly know who they are, to truly have that type of relationship with them, where, yeah, you know, they they they, they trust me because I've put in put in the effort to to know who they really are. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, you've been here for four years now. You said yes. Four so, years. how many kids have you seen go from a freshman to a senior? How many of you? Well, this is my first class. That is that was they were these. The seniors this year were freshmen when I started. So I guess pretty big difference between now and then, yeah? Pretty different guys, so... Oh, you see guys, I mean, there's... I mean, you think about all the things that these guys have been through, right? These seniors where, um, you know, the pandemic and, you know, the the suicides that we had, too. I mean, there's some some big things that happened to this group that we've been through uh, together. And uh, to see how these guys have grown up has been uh, pretty special. I, I don't doubt it, yeah, I think football is probably, if not one of the best sports, that being able to bring, t- bring guys together in the face of adversity and obstacles, and that's one thing I really respect about football, is that ability to, to you know, rally around something that can be very hard, turning into something that's great and a great learning opportunity. Um, so I guess going off of that a bit, how is... How, how do you think diversity has played out in the role of the players that you've coached? I mean, you've talked about your own experiences, not U of M, but what about here at U of D with your players? Yeah, well, you know, um, one of the big things uh, a couple of years ago when the George Floyd thing happened, mm-hmm. you know, that was very, I saw how impactful that was on our black players, mm-hmm. you know, and the big thing for me it was to make sure that their needs were being met. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to Dr. Mallet. You know, we had we had conversations, we had Zoom calls, we had just to make sure our kids' needs and understandings were were, were being met at that time. You know, and that that for me was uh, that was a that was a really important time for me because 
you know, like I said, coming from the background that I have, you know, making sure that all of our kids have their needs being met, Yeah. you know, and it might not have been the most comfortable thing I ever did, but it was certainly um, necessary and yeah. important, you know, an important work. And that's, you know, to me, that's the unique thing about U of D, right? There's a lot of high schools you could go to around the state where there's not as much diversity as there is at U of D, yeah. you know, but one of the special things about what we have here is the diversity yeah. and being able to, you know, have those types of conversations right. and making sure that our kids from all those diverse backgrounds are, you know, getting their needs met. So, um, yeah, I just think, I think that was a really big, really big thing. And, you know, working closely with Dr. Mallet, you know, one of the other things we did too is, um, a couple of years ago now, we did, we sent a survey to our players mm. just to see where we were at, you know, which, uh, in terms of diversity and inclusion and, um, Dr. Mallet helped spearhead that. And, you know, we had this idea to do that and it was, it was scary for me actually, because, you know, it's something we want to know, but then once you put that out there, you know, do you really want to know? You yeah. know, do you really want to know the facts? Cause we were about to get the facts right. smacked, smacked right in the face with the facts, you yeah. know? And, uh, Luckily, the survey came back great. And I shouldn't say luckily, I mean, I don't think it's by happenstance. I think it's because of the action that we've taken mm. uh, to make sure that we were meeting the needs of our guys. But our survey came back positively, you know, and uh, so I think things like that have, have helped to, to say that we're doing the right stuff, you know, and continuously, uh, continuing to work closely with this office, you know, the Office of Diversity and Inclusion mm. has been really impactful as well. Yeah. So, uh of course, I applaud you for all of your efforts. It's very respect, uh, commendable, you know, to be able to be a coach, but be more than a coach and recognize, you know, all the different facets of football, whether it's relationship or the diversity or the game itself. And so I guess my next question would be, you've talked a lot about the steps that you've taken like, to increase diversity and inclusion. Has there ever been a time where there's a play, and of course, no names named or anything, but could you think of like, I don't even think of an example, but has there been a time a player has you know set forward or maybe voiced their opposition to diversity and if so how do you how do you uh approach that scenario how do you approach those kind of situations where your players don't want to really embrace the diversity yeah i can't i can't think of a situation necessarily that that um it hasn't been embraced mm. um yeah not off the top of my head but i know like when the when the george floyd stuff happened I mean, that, was, that was tough that's when you know people were kneeling for the anthem the yeah. national anthem you know and we're yeah. in the middle of a season and it was what do we do you know yeah. do we do we do we take a knee do we do we not take a knee do yeah. we say how do we you know handle we handle this and again you know working closely with dr mallet and you know we came up with a plan that that made everybody comfortable mm. you know we locked arms we stood we locked arms and everybody was on board with that seemed to be comfortable with it so um i can't think of a off the top of my head where, where there was a situation where somebody was openly against diversity yeah. or what, what, uh, what was going on. Um, but it's just making sure that, you know, trying to balance the whole spectrum, right? Yeah. The whole spectrum of ideas and coming up with a, a way to handle that particular situation that was, uh, that was the right way to do it and, you know, appeasing to everybody. Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't know exactly sure how the makeup of the football team reflects the makeup of the school, but I know the school is pretty diverse on its political opinions. You know, religious, uh, not, oh, of course, kept Jesuit school, of course, but, you know, political opinions, it's pretty diverse, pretty well balanced. 
Um, does the football team also reflect that same, you know, sort of 50-50 split almost? No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd say it's pretty split. And, and same with our, with our coaches. You know, yeah. our coaches, our players uh, are split racially, you yeah. know. And, um, you know, I think that was always something that was important to me is, is hiring, is finding coaches that, that are qualified and excellent relationship builders and coaches, yeah. but also that reflect the what our team looks like, yeah. you know, I think that's important. And uh, I think we've been able to do that. Yeah, and I guess going off of that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times you hear people say, you know, just keep politics out of sports, you know, sports players shouldn't talk about politics. How, how have you dealt with that in the locker room and on the field, you know, because of course, you know, you're going to have some, I don't know, I have kids in my classroom all the time that are super vocal, you know, about the opinion, politics, you know, and what class is it? So how do you deal with that? And what do you think is the best approach to that kind of situation? Yeah, we've tried to give guys an outlet, you know, an outlet to voice their their opinions, you know, uh, within the team, mm. you know, so uh, a couple of years ago when things were really charged, you know, with the George Floyd stuff and guys were kneeling during the, I mean, that's when we really sat down and had a, uh, uh, had some conversations with our guys, you know, and let guys speak freely, you know, gave them a forum to speak uh, about whatever topic they wanted to speak on, you know, yeah. and creating... To me, it was it was really impactful because number one, it meant our guys were comfortable enough around the team and coaches to get up and speak. Yeah, you know, which is which is important. I mean, they, there's a trust factor there, um, but also hearing from different guys from different backgrounds and how their perspective on things. You know, and it was it was powerful. You know, so I think I think that was that was the best way that we handled. You know those differences is, is giving guys an outlet giving guys a forum and we might not always agree but we we can respect where each other's coming from yeah. and um, you know I never saw anything fester over where guys you know political views you know create an issue on the team right. I never saw that you know was there differing opinions sure yeah. but I think you know guys are able to respect each other's opinions and um, speak freely because of of the trust that they had in each other, and the trust that they had, and the bond they had within the team. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, moving away from maybe the football aspect for yourself and talking a bit more about you. Yeah. Uh, is there, I guess, has there any been any like recent you know uh, events? You know, uh, in this climate, uh, the last two or three years, there's been a lot of things going on. Has there been a time like you have called like what does diversity mean to you in the question, or where you've had to reflect on what diversity and inclusion really means? Yeah, well, I, uh, um, I took a, actually a, an online class that Dr. Mallet put on mm. um, about, basically about white privilege. Yeah. You know, and kind of looking at, looking at that and how it impacts all walks of life. And it was a, it was a conversation, it was a group, it was a few different teachers, and we used to have conversations. Um, and it was impactful. You know, because I had never, I had never considered that. I had never, you know, it just, that was life to me. You know, that's just, that's just how things were, you know. And then to see it from another point of view um, was tough. It was um, not always easy, you know, to be introspective and say, okay, like, maybe the situation that happened, you know, was because of this or because of a certain reason or, you know, and... And to be able to look look inside myself and say, um, you know, as a as a white male, 
you yeah. know, with a, you know, from a solid socioeconomic upbringing, you know, yeah. what, um, you know, to look at this white privilege thing. I mean, it was, it was, it was tough, you know, it was, it was tough to look at, but it was, it was important, mm. you know, it was important. Like I said, um, if you're committed to, to finding out more, committed to building a diverse climate, you know, it's important to know where all of the guys I'm coaching are coming from. Yeah. Right. It's not, and all the guys I'm teaching too. And it's not just, uh, I can't, I can't continue to be narrow, that narrow minded. You know, I have to continue to, to learn and embrace. And, um, so that was, that was impactful for me taking that class and, um, really being introspective about my experiences and how potentially things that I've done or have affected others, mm. you know, and really taking a look at that and being able to say, okay, um, I'm, I know now I get, I, I, I get it. I never will fully get it. You yeah. know, I'm never walking in those people's shoes, but yeah. I'm more, um, understanding and empathetic and, uh, uh hopefully a better person Right. coach teacher because of it yeah yeah um just wrap it up a bit here now um you're talking a lot about what you've done you know in the past what you've been learning and i guess maybe for me being a coach of the coaches i've had in the past i've also i've often wanted to look to them as role models you know a person that i can say like no i want to be like this person or like i want to want to model my behaviors after this person so how do you how do you do that for your uh, athletes, especially in terms of diversity inclusion, how do you take what you've learned, take what you experience, and then express them outwardly so you know the players can look up to you and respect that and wanna, you know, re- reflect those behaviors. I think it goes back to the golden rule. You know, yeah. treat others how you want to be treated. You know, and as a coach, that doesn't always mean that you're gonna agree, you know, like if I, if I wanna push you in a certain way, you know, or if I want to, uh, you know, maybe push you for a certain result, yeah. you know, you might not see it at the time, uh, but the goal is to make you better than you could be on your own, yes. you know? And um, I think when we look at diversity and inclusion, it's just, it, it's treating people the way you want to be treated, no matter what they look like, where they come from, you know, it doesn't impact it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, what does impact it is, um, um, you're treating people the right way and yeah. doing the right things and you, uh, understanding where they're coming from, you know, mm-hmm. building those relationships, building that trust and having those conversations where you get an understanding of where they're coming from so that, uh, Everybody's on the same page. Right. You know? Yeah, I think being on that same page, you know, it's not always gonna be not always gonna happen, you know, because it's so diverse. But I think it's like one of the things where you, you know, a bit like perfection. You know, you're never gonna fully attain it, but you can always, always try to reach for it. You know? Never gonna be perfect, right? right? I mean, but but our goal is excellence, right? Yeah. We always wanna we wanna keep striving. Exactly. You know, not perfect. I don't yeah. I don't do everything right, but. I can say that you know we've we, I think in our program we've really tried to um, make sure that diversity and inclusion is a priority. Yeah. And we continue to work closely with Dr. Mallet in his office to make sure that um, the things that we're doing that, that that people feel part of the Cub football family. Yeah. You know, no matter where they're from, no matter what walk of life, no matter where they're coming from, 
that when they're here, they're part, an important part of the Cub football family. Yeah, and I think a sentiment that I've heard a lot is, we've come a long way, but we still have a ways to go. Would you agree with that sentiment? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, when I look at me individually, when I look at society, you know, yeah. I, I think that, that pertains to, to yeah. all of it. All right, awesome. Thank you, Coach Lewis, for coming on here. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're doing a great job, Jake. Keep it up. Trying my best. You yeah. too, Coach Lewis. Appreciate it. All right.